This is episode two of the Out of Focus podcast with your host, Will Malone. And in this episode, I'm talking to Robert Schoolfield, a painter who uh, has a studio right around the corner from here, from uh, my quote-unquote studio. And so we're just hanging out for this one. Um, conversation just kind of starts and we just kind of go into it. We talk about art. We talk about uh, Banksy. We talk about um, just the, the the balance of practicality and creativity and you know the the idea that uh you know you you can that that i personally struggle with uh which uh, i'll go into a little bit right now which is you know i i can shoot a boring landscape photo and sell that and uh no problem but i don't love shooting landscape photos i'd rather shoot you know a portrait or a kind of weird experimental thing and just kind of the balance between stuff like that so we talk about we talk about uh basically life uh everything so uh you should go follow him on his social media he plugs it uh later in the episode um i believe on instagram he's at at rh schoolfield but yeah go check out his work he's he's got some really awesome paintings and it's very him he's he is uh i i applaud him for his ability to just be strictly him in his artwork um and i find it admirable for sure and so Anyways, I hope you enjoyed this episode. A uh, little bit about what's going on now. So, this is uh, this is my second episode, second week in a row, um, and I'm moving right now. So, <laughs> so we're going through all that stuff uh, with the moving thing. Me and my wife we're relocating to Greenville, South Carolina, and uh, I'm gonna just move my business over there. So uh, that's that's keeping me busy for sure. Uh, and, and just packing, hence why I'm posting this episode so early in the week. And then, uh, after we kind of move our stuff over to South Carolina at the end of this week, we will be prepping for our cross country road trip. So the next episode will probably have to do with that. I'm going to kind of document it using this podcast. Uh, I'll have my wife on to talk about it and kind of what we're doing because she is also a fun person. And, uh, we enjoy podcasting together and it's been a while. Um, we also have, uh, we do every year we do a Christmas podcast where we talk about a different version of the Christmas Carol and we just do it once a year around Christmas time. And this would be our fourth year. We started in, well, we started at Christmas of 2015. So it's technically episode four. Uh, and, and we're going to do that one on our road trip. We're going to record that one. So that should be cool. Um, it's called you, me and Carol, uh, if you want to go check it out. <laughs> and so we've just been doing it every year. It's, uh, uh, it's, it, it's just one of those weird things that we just thought to do and we've just kept it a tradition. Um, so yeah, so that'll be pretty fun. Uh, I actually, uh, I have a plan, uh, for an episode where I kind of want to, talk to my father actually because he's kind of got an interesting story going on right now and he's delving into the video photo stuff um he's been droning uh and i've worked with him a little bit and we've been working on a project and so um i i wouldn't mind getting him on here just because you know he's he's retired from the navy and now he's doing all of all of this stuff you know so so anyways uh more to come uh next week uh you know i'm, I'm just gonna keep him up keep him going weekly i mean that's just how it is. And I kind of have a vision for making, you know, maybe each one, each episode a little different from the last. So I'm just doing it as I go. And I'm pretty excited about it. Uh, in the meantime, I'm uh, making, so I take a photo every day this year, I'm doing a 365 project. 
And, you know, over the past couple of months, it kind of slowed down a good bit just because um, I'm still taking a photo every day and posting them sometimes, but it's just slowed down because I've been busy with moving. Well, this week I've kind of just started more of a concerted effort of kind of making it more of a priority um, and, you know, just kind of getting my brain warmed up for some upcoming photo shoots I got and just kind of shake off the cobwebs that developed over the past month and just... I'm just trying to kind of push myself creatively and kind of do some new stuff. So every day I'm kind of um, using this crazy transition period to kind of document it in uh, new and different ways with composition and stuff. So um, this road trip that we're doing will be is more of a, it's kind of a photography creative pilgrimage. So I'm really excited about it. And in the meantime, I'm just kind of just every day I'm just going to, push myself to kind of play with the concept or just, um, document what's going on in, in a, in a different way than I normally do or in just an interesting way. So, um, go follow that on Instagram at Will Malone and I'm blogging again. Um, and I'm going to blog more regularly. Uh, I need to for SEO purposes anyway, but, uh, I, I want to do something different with it other than just post portraits I'm taking. I'll do that from time to time, but I also have interesting stuff to talk about and I've got a lot of stuff to say. So um, just keep an eye on that. It's willmalone.com. And uh, yeah, so I'm starting to kind of feel like myself, kind of getting back to my regularly scheduled programming. Uh, the past few months transition period has been kind of weird. I haven't been myself. I've kind of been distracted. It's been, um, I've been kind of prepping for this move and um, focusing on some businessy stuff. So it's been... Uh, it's been, I feel like I've, I've lived in a different reality. Like I've been living in another person's body for the past few months and it's, it's been kind of crappy, but also good in a lot of ways. Um, but now that I'm moving forward and we're kind of getting the show on the road, I'm starting to feel like Will Malone again. Um, and it's just, you know, seasons. We all go through seasons like that. So anyways, uh, without further ado, let's, uh, go to this episode with Robert Schoolfield found this website here and it was talking about yeah I started writing I came across this website and they were looking for a specific um, like this one right here pretty much talking about the idea of struggle and uh, what is it revolution and pretty much how to you know how to use struggle um, as a way to I'm thinking about this oh no <laughs> no it's alright um, pretty much how you struggle to like motivate people to get somebody behind a cause or um, you know people that are oppressed like you know when they get to the point uh, of when they'll do something about it mm -hmm. um, and I was I was thinking about that and when I think of struggle um, I think of like self what what it has to do with self you know because there's like the physical aspect of of struggling you know mm -hmm. like you know, say you're born in an environment or poverty or whatever you know that in itself is pretty difficult um you know depending on the circumstance but then there's like what i'm more familiar with you know a little bit of both i, I, would have, I didn't have it really that bad growing up but like the personal aspects mm -hmm. of things with inside yourself is what i'm trying to say you know your mind or uh 
pretty much that or or if even if you just feel very deeply like that can be mm-hmm. difficult um yeah i mean um you mean like uh like you're doing something that you're not super into and you're like struggling with it and how long are you going to struggle with it until you decide to change it is that essentially like what you're yeah like how, like if uh like when you get fed up like when's your breaking point of when yeah. you're gonna say uh this is enough and i want to do something about it like how long are you gonna go on with it and that could be in a lot of different forms you know uh you know you can be too nice about it or somebody could just completely be using you and i guess those two things go hand in hand or or when uh when you're selling yourself short yeah like when you know you should be doing something a certain way or you or you know you, there's some area of life that you should uh that you know you shouldn't be doing mm-hmm. um then that's that's pretty much what I was writing about, and that there's so much that goes into it. Yeah, I I think uh, I think a lot of people like that. I mean, some people don't even have that breaking point where they'll just they'll just sit with that struggle for their whole life and then just die. You know, I mean, and then there's some people like me who, you know, I'll, I'll struggle for three weeks on something and start figuring out how I can change it. You know, <laughs> like like I I and and to me I tend to attribute that to impatience. Um, but in some cases, like, you know, it's pretty poignant for me now since we're moving and I'm, you know, jumping more headfirst into my, into my love of photography and all things surrounding it is that, uh, I kind of, I've, I've been pretty patient for the past, you know, six years on this whole front and finally feel like I'm at the point where all right I can do something about it you know before I I knew what I wanted but didn't know how to go about it and now it's just like yeah I'm just gonna do something about it now and change it um and uh and it's just that kind of thing is uh it varies from person to person I think I mean that's just some people can just tolerate misery for a long time (laughs) I'm not one of those people um and uh and if I'm going to tolerate misery, it better I better learn something good out of it. Yeah, that's uh, when you were saying all that. I, I was thinking about you know some people accept it. You know, like right. this is how life is, and um, I think that's another thing that was, that I was reading in here is um, um, like oppression. You know, people like if you are born in, into those things, you know, and you see people that are. Um, I guess some people would say above someone else, you know, that mm-hmm. is in, in society or or community. Um, like, why do they get that privilege, you know? Or how do I get there? Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, some people don't think that deeply. Like, what we're talking about now, like, some people don't even consider that stuff, that they may be in some kind of system that they're unaware of. They just accept it for how it is. Um, right. But then there's there's people that do, and and they can be a voice for that. And some people don't even think about that, or some people see it, they don't know how to voice it. Mm-hmm. And the people, I think, the people that recognize it and accept it or acknowledge it, not necessarily accept it, acknowledge it, and uh, start talking about it, then other people get behind them. You know, as far as like art and stuff like that, a lot of people are drawn to. Um, 
when somebody shares a common like human attribute mm-hmm. you know there's was the thing that I wanted to do. I know you're going on your journey um, <laughs> what I want to do with with my art is very similar to that as far as you know there's a lot of art out there and you know there's there's people that are kind of born into the whole art community you know they're already accepted they already have their place yeah. um, you know maybe what they do is aesthetically pleasing I mean, you know I don't know they have Some the right are, last name <laughs> maybe yeah they know the right people and uh, it could not it could be something very common you know like right. maybe not necessarily a groundbreaking piece mm-hmm. of art but then there's other people like even throughout history you know like Van Gogh is a very well known one nobody really knew who he was but um, when he was found out, you know, he has a lot of emotion. He's he's portraying a, a lot of human um, characteristics, and people are drawn to that. Um, yeah. yeah. That's, uh, yeah, that's kind of uh, interesting to think about. I was thinking about that with, um, you know, I, I'm going on this, like, pilgrimage, this photo trip thing, and you know, it's kind of that. There's really no point to it other than I just feel like I need to do it. And I have no idea like what's gonna happen with it. <laughs> what's gonna What's gonna go on on this trip? What if I'm even gonna get any like any good work out of it? And uh, and you know, sometimes I wonder if you know that's the thing maybe that you know can push me a step forward. You know, it is. It's not. It's not not worth it. You know. I mean, it's just. And it's not even a risk because it's kind of something fun that I want to do, but you never know what moment, what thing you're going out of your way to do that can, like, kind of spring load you into a different stratosphere, you know, it's or all, change your work. Yeah, it's all about the, that's, that's exactly what I was about to say. It's all about the experience. I mean, whatever you gain from it or become more aware of, you're you're going to change. And, you know, your art is just a reflection of you or, you know, your craft, your photography your music whatever it is uh it's gonna change somehow yeah. in some way right and i think that's what it's all about um with what you're doing i definitely think you'll gain something out of that for sure yeah i feel like um i, I feel like too especially i i guess i think this and I, I don't know if i'm i'm the only one that feels this way I'm, I'm sure i'm not the first one that's felt this way but i feel like uh part of the reason I've, I've got to break off and and change things in my life is because I've been living in like a feedback loop like I feel like I'm creating the same things over and over like the quality and my technical skill is getting better but I feel like I'm not um, the concepts are just kind of the same subject yeah the subject the concepts the environments like everything's kind of the same and it, it needs to grow up a little bit and so I and so you know, I, I feel like the only way to get out of that is to force some sort of big change. You know, uh, I I don't know a different way around it other than like you the, found that one thing and you're like wearing it out. You like you yeah, found you found exactly. some kind of gratification, whether it's from others or yourself. You like found a style that you you correct yeah. you uh own. You know, like you can you define yourself with it somewhat. And yeah, no, I totally get that. That that's how I feel in life right now, you know, like doing the same thing every day, um, 
striving to to be able to do what I love opposed to working for somebody else. Yeah. Um, I feel like I do the same thing in in that, and even in my art, I feel similar. Definitely feel similar at certain times. Um, I I think I'll I always have definitely have like a style that I go back to as far as maybe more of like a process of how I do something. Um, and I work on different you know multiple things at one time. So if I don't necessarily have like a new idea that I think is mm-hmm. worth trying, then I'll definitely start with that that style yeah. that I always know how to do, and then in doing that I might think of something else while I'm doing mm-hmm. that, and I, I can write it down or I remember or I try it right then if it's if it's something I'm able to do. Yeah, I feel like for me I've I've latched on to this like taking a photo every day thing, and at first it was like to get better to practice whatever. And here I am, you know, six years later, still doing it. And it's hard for me to find a reason other that I'm doing it other than this point, other than I'm marking time in a way. Like, I'm kind of just documenting with it. Because there's nothing I'm really necessarily trying to, like, teach myself with it. I feel like I need to be taught in other, more scarier ways if I'm going to, like, expand my skill set. Because taking a photo every day, like, became not scary anymore. You know, like, I've done it so many times, it's not scary, so I need to, like, go do the next terrifying thing, you know, and raise my tolerance. And so that's why I just, you know, Chattanooga is is a great place, but in some aspects I've kind of squeezed it dry uh, for me personally because I have to, like, I need to go somewhere else, you know. Uh, That's a, yeah, I do understand that. I need to be a stranger in a new land. (laughs) (laughs) One thing that, uh... I think really helped me as far as like the fear because I mean I know especially when I first started showing people art not necessarily making it but showing people art was was that they could see and feel everything about me you know that they could see into my mind and they could really uh, like that felt very exposing mm-hmm. but what I realized it's kind of the way like the whole like psychological aspect between people like you know, if you're uh, really, um, what's that word? And what's the like when you're not outward, but uh, oh, uh, introvert. Introvert, yeah, introvert. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, I can't think. Uh, you can f- wrap yourself up in like thinking about what other people think about you and thinking, thinking, thinking. Uh, mm-hmm. When, if that's the case, you, typically it's the other way around where everybody's thinking that. So it's like you, sh- it's it's you break that fear away and. I realize that about my art is that other people are not gonna analyze it as much. Like even if I get a second glance, like if it's hanging on a wall somewhere mm-hmm. and somebody looks at it twice, like if I get that, like hey, that's cool. Like mm-hmm. how many people, how many times do you walk through a building and you, something like really? Well, you're a photographer; it's a little different, but <laughs> um, you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, so that that definitely helped me. And then another thing is. Like, what is it anyway? Like, it's... All it is is a bunch of stuff on a canvas that we, we place a value on. Like, don't get me wrong, it's cool. Like, you know, mm-hmm. people that, that have their craft, like, we're drawn to that. But it's really, like, you, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, people... Um, I, I think people are far less fascinated, and I, I talked about this uh, on when my friend Kelsey was on this. Um people are far more fascinated with people than they are like the output 
of people. So like, for instance, people can see a painting. But if they don't know anything about it, they don't really care other than like, oh, that's a nice painting. But if they like know the story behind it or a friend of theirs said, yeah, I know the guy who painted this, this guy's awesome, then their like of the painting tends to like increase more. So it's like, it's, it's literally all about the story and the person and if somebody knows somebody else that has validated, you know, what you've done. So it's, it's really community-based and story-based more than anything. Um, because like me, because I know you, I care about your paintings more and I, I, I see something in them and like really like every little part of them. Um, but if somebody didn't know you and they just saw your painting and they don't know anything about it, they might be like, that's interesting. You know, this guy's mentally ill. (laughs) No, but but you know what I mean? Like it's like, it's like, no, I completely, it's people have to invest in it a little bit. It's like I've never seen, you know, working at the in in printing uh, at Art Warehouse, you know, you hear photographers or artists say like, oh, the orange isn't quite right in this thing. But I've never heard somebody say, I'm not going to buy that piece because the oranges aren't quite right. That's just a purely internal neuroses that like somebody who makes it like the other day I was I was playing with something and the, the highlights were a little too blown out. And I was like really starting to sweat over it, and then I backed up and I was like, wait a second no one knows this other than me, <laughs> you know, um, no one knows how much time I put into erasing this blemish other than me, you know, and, uh, and it's not necessarily a, a bad thing, but it also, you know, something I think, you know, oh, if somebody sees that I, I, I didn't clean off that blemish in this wedding photo, I'm finished, you know, that's never gonna. That's a, that isn't gonna be my demise, but I convince myself that it's gonna be. You know. Um, yeah. Or you worry that 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 person or her, anybody is gonna notice it. I'm gonna be exposed for the, you know, for not being uh, detail oriented. Yeah. It's a fraud. <laughs> uh, what you were saying about um, having validation from someone, that goes back to what I was saying about like the Van Gogh thing mm-hmm. or. or being accepted and like when you have that validation mm-hmm. you know there's plenty of people that are great right that nobody knows about mm-hmm. and think about it like all throughout history like people that were still today like nobody mm-hmm. knows who they were or or right. their work maybe it was is gone right um that's crazy to think about well have you uh i imagine you have you heard about the banksy shredding thing i did and I read a lot about it. Did you read about it? Like the controversy behind, like, uh, yeah, that they. Well, I read that, that they, they that they knew about it basically. Oh, really? Well, I mean, I'm saying I don't know. I don't know if that if they did. There I, was just the I topic read, about it. Yeah, I read. Uh, I read something when it first happened. When the news kind of just broke about it, mm-hmm. I read something about how. Um, the, the auction house didn't know whether to give the person a refund or whether the painting increased in value. Yeah. Which is, should, should expose how much, like, BS, like, the art world is. It's like, we're not sure if it's more valuable now. Well, it's, art is valuable because some rich person probably said, I like this. And then a bunch of other rich people got jealous and said, no, but I, I like it too. I want, you know what I mean? That, that's how it works. I mean, yeah. What he did, whether whether the gallery knew that that was going to happen or anybody knew or whatever the situation, mm-hmm. the whole meaning behind it is like, look, y'all just paid a bunch of money for a piece of paper in a frame. Uh, you know, the the price is because 
is because of how because people right. are willing to pay for it. Um, I love Banksy. Yeah, Banksy, no, Banksy in, in my opinion, is going to be the most well-known artist from this time period. Well, and he he asks all the right questions, and that's I he mean, causes the biggest ruckus you know like oh man and uh all the people well like what you're talking about like oh this blemish or whatever nobody questions it because he's so popular not saying that he has that but in his own way if there was some kind of the rules are no longer there because he that's the whole point he's saying is like this is all Mm -hmm. so then like what is art now anyway i know he's well he's like a he's like a magical being at that point where his mistakes are beautiful too you know what i mean like he can make a mistake and people will still think it's genius you know um and what is a mistake even for him that, i mean I, his whole art i would say his whole art kind of questions what a mistake even is like i thought about that a while back not necessarily bank banksy but like making my own art um I just considered a mistake part of it. It's like, yeah, what is a mistake? I mean, a mistake is is really like a an opportunity not taken or something. Not necessarily like a yeah. a flaw in your art. I don't, I don't, um, I don't ever erase anything unless I want the effect of an erase mark. I just <laughs> paint over stuff. You know, it's not yeah. to me. It's not a mistake. That's just part of it. Um, so that, yeah. Yeah, that's that. true. I, I mean, for me, I, I guess I have a clear definition of a mistake in my mind for, like, if somebody is paying me for, like, a certain type of photo and gotcha, that's I don't do it their way, that's yeah. what, that's how I think of a mistake. But, mm-hmm. no, you're right. I mean, when I do my my art stuff and stuff, I, you know, really, I mean, I care about all of it, but the stuff I, the little piece, special piece of me goes into, um, I'm kind of like almost looking for quote unquote mistakes to happen, you know, when I'm shooting film and that kind of stuff because I I almost want I want controlled mistakes if that makes sense. I want to be surprised but at the same time having total control over what's well, experimental. Yeah. yeah, exactly. You get experimental with it. I mean that a lot of people stumble upon greatness by just experimenting. Yeah. Uh, you know, I don't always. I I never really have a plan unless I was telling you like I'm making something. I think of something specific, but if I'm just going in, if I'm just wanting to make something, if I'm just wanting to paint, I mean, I pretty much just just go at it. You know, I just yeah, sort of do it um, without trying to think about it too much. Which I mean, in a sense, like yeah, your your work questions like what a mistake even is. Like I I don't even know if. If a mistake exists in your world at all, like you said, um, but you know you still you still have fixations on stuff that you don't think is quite right, you know. True. I mean, I, yeah. Which isn't I don't think a mistake, but it's like there is part of you that wants to control it a little Need, more. Needs yeah. more attention. Yeah, yeah exactly. I, definitely. You are right there. There, you know, I can tell because I'm, I'm not satisfied with it. You know. You always point. Yeah, I noticed that. Like I'll I'll comment on one of your paintings and you'll always make a comment about what's <laughs> what needs to be fixed or what's not completed in it yet and stuff so I mean it's like a it's like a, a human reaction to I, everybody does that because it's like a way to like yeah that photo's alright but it was it was kind of a, an accident before the real good one you know what I mean like I, I it's the same thing it's like we all nothing's ever good enough except everybody does that with Banksy because Banksy don't have to talk to anybody because he can just stay secret. I think he's been found out. I'm pretty sure he has. 
I don't, okay. I don't think so. I just watched that. You've seen that documentary, right? The Exit Through the Gift Shop. I saw yeah. one one time on YouTube. It was the whole documentary on there. Um, it was this, uh, it's about, the Exit Through the Gift Shop's about this guy named Mr. Brainwash who, like, films everything, and he started to go film street artists at night. Mm. Um, like, the big street artists, like, uh, what's the other guy who does, um, Obey? What's his name? I don't know. Um. Is, is he from, is he from now, or, like, yeah, the he's, 80s? He's, uh, yeah, no, he's, he's now, he's, uh, oh, I forget, it's something Shepherd. um. I don't know. I'm anyway, this guy. we'll we'll look it up later. But uh, he uh, he does the like the Andre the Giant obey thing. That was his thing, and uh, I think he did the Obama portrait, the red and blue thing. Um, Shepherd Fairy, that's mm. his name. Um, mm. And uh, and so, anyways, Mr. Brainwash goes around. He's like this. French dude and he goes around filming all these guys and like driving them crazy and he's filmed every day of his life and he's never like done anything with it so he has these boxes and boxes and boxes of like tapes of just everything in life that he's filmed and uh and he runs into Banksy and starts hanging out with Banksy and then he decides to become a street artist and so he maybe I have read something about this guy so he actually met Banksy yeah. So then, pe- yeah, I guess people know him. Yeah, well, yeah, I think some people do. He, but like, I, have a blurred thing with, like... Yeah, that they changed his voice and oh, everything. Oh, wow, that's funny. And so in the documentary, it's, like, one of the things is, uh, you know, Banksy's there, and it's, like, his face is blacked out, and his his voice is muffled, and he's like, I used to tell people to follow their dreams, but I don't tell people that so much anymore, <laughs> you know, because Mr. Brainwash and him, like, had a dispute or whatever, and it was... It's, it's, a, it's a great documentary. It's yeah. so good. Um, now I'd be skeptical if that was if that was Banksy. Yeah, and that's the thing. I mean, I've heard people say he's like a collective of people, even, hmm. which is kind of interesting to me. But I like thinking he's just a guy. I just like the whole idea behind what he does. It you know he'll he'll spread some kind of message, um, without any kind of self gain, you know. Yeah. Um. I mean. That goes back to the very first thing we were talking about, about, you know, being a voice for people, uh, Mm. a leader, a leader type of thing, or or bringing, bringing awareness, um, you know, keeping, keeping things relevant so you don't think this is all, that this is it, you know, that this is the best I can do, or that this is the way it's supposed to be, so that you do question and, um, you know. What do you think about, um anonymity like do you think I mean because you know for me I think you know there's something kind of attractive about anonymity especially in spreading a message because people don't focus on you they focus on the message you know um and but like there's no way to possibly it'd be tough to like go from zero to famously anonymous you know like how how would you even go anonymous today? That's <laughs> you know? pretty much what he did. I, I definitely think it's... You have to do something crazy that people notice, I guess. And yeah. I think it's honorable. I feel like there's yeah. some kind of honor in that, you know? Like, you're, like, uh, you're like guarding your ego in a way because it, nobody's asking for your comments on the political climate because they don't know who you are. It's like you just comment on it with your work, and that's that, you know? Yeah. 
you bring in uh, your your stirring things. You're, yeah, yeah. I I love it. I I think. Uh, I mean, really, he's the only one that comes to mind about about that being anonymous. Um, well, there's. I think street artists tend to be anonymous. Um, that's just kind of that. Like a invade space invader, whatever his name is, invader. You like, look into street art. I don't. I don't know enough about. Yeah. Well, when I when I went to Europe, when my parents lived in Europe. I would look up all these street artists because they're all from Europe, pretty much. And uh, and I would see. So this guy, um, he goes by Invader, Space Invader, or something like that. And he literally puts Space Invaders on stuff, like out of mosaics that he makes, and like pastes it on top of bridges and stuff. And so I saw a few Invaders. I saw one in New York City once, actually. And so you just see little Space Invaders made he, out of like every, tiles. Everywhere he goes, he. Just, leaves a mark exactly yeah that's pretty cool I like that um and so and so that's I mean that's kinda with street artists because it's technically illegal I guess it kind of begs for anonymity in a way I mean nobody really uses their real name unless they're like selling prints or t-shirts like Shepard Fairey I mean he's not really anonymous but there's gotta be some other way that they you know like how do they fund that I would love to just right travel around and do that that and I think about stuff like that, like how would I, how would I survive? You know. Well, you could just be like Dan the accountant, and then at night you're like Batman. You just like go out into the city and mark it up, you know. But no one has any idea. <laughs> you have this secret life. So I just saw, um, I just saw a Star Is Born um, yesterday. I, I want to see it. I want to check it out. Yeah, it's just one of those things I just noticed because I'm not going to spoil anything. But uh, Lady Gaga, you know, she she works in a in a kitchen. You know, she's like a she's like a or like a hotel or she's like a waitress or something. And then at night she goes and sings in like drag bars and stuff. And it's just interesting. It's like you know, you really have to love something to just live that. I mean, it's like you said to me a few weeks ago that how you know. It's not that you're trying to avoid work; it's that you're <laughs> wanting to do other work. You know. Yeah. And it's like it's like most people want to avoid work so they can go do leisure. You know, but there's something about working and then coming home to do more work. You know, but the kind you actually love, and it's like people who actually love it can can make that balancing act as no matter how begrudging it can be. Some days. Well, I mean, it's like it's like what's the point? Okay, I have this one life. You know. Right. And I just feel like I'd be selling myself short and other people if I didn't uh, pursue what I'm doing right now mm -hmm. and to share whatever truth that I may have, you know, or, or just my life. Like, maybe it'll help somebody else. Um, that's just the way I look at it. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I and and I I think there's something super honorable in that too, in in coming home and staying up late doing your work because it there is just I mean it, it number one it makes the work day the regular work day a little easier and that you have something to look forward to, um, but also it's you know it's it's a game of it's a patience game because you know you, there's no guarantees i mean you're not guaranteed right yeah to go it's definitely it. um you know i have no idea what's gonna happen um right. i mean i know what i want to happen i have mm -hmm. i have 
I do have ideas, but as far as it working out 100%, uh, you know, it's kind of a a gamble. But I, I think if I'm doing the right things, you know, if I'm staying true to myself and and um, not living, a, like I'm not putting on an act, mm-hmm. you know, I feel like if I'm, I don't ever want to do that. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think people are drawn to someone being genuine yeah um, that I think that really is what makes people get recognized um, especially when they meet you or you know when you think about like when you meet somebody um, I was thinking about something else and I completely blanked out <laughs> it was about what we were talking about before I'll think of it in a minute um, yeah I, I guess I guess for me uh, like um I feel like the the way, you know, you can like you were saying earlier, it's like you can you can struggle with something for a long time, but eventually you are going to have to take a leap of some kind in order to change it because you get caught in that feedback loop, you know. You, you never uh, know. that's what I was going to say. Um and it's not you I'm not always 100% like into it, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like there's times where I do doubt things or have my questions um but I'm not going to give up you know I think right. as long as you you're going in some way you know when I when I work a lot or if I work late or you know I'm not always going to come home and mm-hmm. go at it but um there's always other things you can do applying for shows or typing stuff up that you need to submit for something or um you know, as long as you're doing something, I think good things will eventually come to it. And, and like right now, like talking to other people yeah. that are doing the same thing. I mean, that's really, that probably networking and, mm-hmm. you know, other people have to be involved. Like, why are you doing it? Right. You know, if you're not going to show somebody or, um, at least if you're, if you're trying to do it for a living or to, uh support yourself or if you're trying to make some kind of difference or whatever your motive is other people are involved in some way yeah yeah I, I, that's that's kind of what that movie's about in a sense it's you know the whole story of Star is Born is she just like takes that leap to like hang out with this dude and you know he kind of helps pushes her into a new universe but you know she was pretty uh, against it at first in the movie just because she's like she's kind of has a, a like a, a flow she's got you know her routine she's figured out how to incorporate her art into her life and uh, and once that gets shaken up it's like you're kind of you know you're like I don't know I mean maybe I could live like this forever I don't necessarily want to like screw this up and you know uh, ruin ruin all this, but then you think about you know I don't really have anything to lose actually <laughs> in doing right. in doing this. So thinking about Lady Gaga, you know I haven't seen the movie. Um, I'm sure she's great at acting, but just her as a person, um, somebody that can just be themselves. You know, not letting uh, what you think you think society thinks about you control who you are. Mm-hmm. People are also drawn to that. Yeah. Um, That's true. A lot. Yeah. <laughs> people that can just literally, like, not 
care in the right kind of way. They wish and, they were like that. Right, yeah. Because there's, there's an idea of themselves that they have. And, I mean, I think that's one thing that art does, you know, art, music, just creativity in general is pull that out of people you know it inspires them to to be who they really are i mean that's that's pretty much what i i'm not great at that but i'm good at doing it through art you know Mm -hmm. like that's me what you're looking at an image of painting um i'm definitely not holding back anything when i do that yeah there is something because um i i struggle with uh being tempted to become more vanilla because I see other people who make vanilla work and it seems to be working for them. You know what I mean? And um, that's a struggle I have. And I think it's... What it's, do you mean by that? Like bland or like... Yeah, it's it's easier with Like watered down? Kinda, yeah, Or exactly. like... Uh, yeah, that's... I, I noticed that was a lot of art. And I, yeah. I it's it's like make what will sell rather than what yeah. you make kind of thing. And and I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I think and I think for me there's an element to where I'm going to have to do both for a while, you know, like you know, shoot wedding photos and 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 then, you know, on the side shoot my way and then slowly those will fuse together. Uh, I think for professional work. I anyways, I I think for for as a photographer it's more of a temptation. And maybe maybe it's not more of a temptation than it is, but um but you know, like uh, you always have like older people who are like, <laughs> "Why don't you just shoot landscapes or something?" I would buy one of your landscapes. Or um, you see on Instagram, you see all these like travel photographers who all take the same photo. I think I showed you that Instagram account a while back. That, yeah, that gathered them all. That is, and it's like they get a lot of a likes and follows. Instagram. Account. Yeah, they get a lot of likes and follows. So you know, maybe that works. So you're kind of tempted to kind of like join that club, but it's not you so you're kind of always going to fail because it's not you and you're not going to be like super passionate about it um and so that's what I struggle with is that um and I I, I'm getting better at it but I used to totally just shoot boring photos professionally because that's what I thought was expected and then I shoot my way on the side and then I started over time having more people ask like no, I don't want it just like that. That's boring, you know. Like people would actually tell me, like, don't do it like that. That's boring. Do it the way you want to do it, kind of thing. Definitely, yeah. And, and that's happening more and more, and that's like pretty awesome. That finally, I'm getting to the point where people like want me rather than just a photographer. Like, like my goal is to not be hired because somebody's looking for a photographer. I want them to be like looking for me. You know what I mean? And um, and and so one thing that I think is really cool about the stuff you do is that. You're just like I, I'm gonna be me, and you're gonna like it, kind of thing. <laughs> like that's that's like you're not you're not giving another option. You're not saying here's me, but I'll sell you this like photo of a sailboat, you know? Yeah. On, on a, a rock next to a tree. Yeah. I like to use that example a lot. <laughs> exactly. Like, what do you paint? It's like, well, it's not a rock next to a tree. Um, well, I was sort of the opposite of of what you were just saying. Like, I've been doing this ever since I remember. Not like. Uh, like in some way or another you know I tell people my grandmother was an artist I used to stay at her house a lot me and my brothers and one of the things I would do there is she would let me use her art supplies that's really how I started you know besides us running around and being kids like there were certain times when I would make art it's just something I always did so I never really thought about I'm gonna make this the way other people would like it like I've always just done what I I wanted to do because Mm -hmm. 
Like that's what kids do. Right. And I, uh, I just carried that through, and I, I've always really had that mindset. Now, when I got a little older, I got more self conscious with mm-hmm. like what I was saying. Like, I don't know if I want people to see this, mm-hmm. um, because like this is what I like. I didn't. I wasn't sure if other other people would. Um, like it and then uh, and then the whole other thing about them being able to see every, when I when I started becoming like more aware of myself and what I was expressing um, I was very hesitant about putting it out there yeah and I, I for me um, I, I mean I don't know about your upbringing but with me it's like my immediate family um, and a lot of my extended family they're they're pretty practical people like it's um, they've all run businesses. They're all, you know, pretty successful. Um, and you know, my dad was in the Navy. You know, he worked for the government. Um, and and so there is a balance that I always struggle with of because I, no one in my family is like really like everybody in my family has like a creative bone in them somewhere, mm-hmm. but no one's no one's like really <laughs> uh, pursuing it like I am. Like I'm I'm. You know, I, yeah, I'm like all in, yeah, all in kind of attitude. Exactly, and uh, so for me, my struggle is is uh, balancing practicality with my art because art kind of isn't practical at all. You know, in in this world, at least, um, in a sense, and and so a lot of decisions just reflexively for me are just like, how will this make me money? Is like a question I always find asking myself, and then I'm like, wait. That that's the wrong question to ask if I'm doing it, you know, as me. To a certain point, though, to you a certain know point. me. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I I need, you know, obviously you have to make money, and so that's the thing is like, is like, by by doing, by taking like creating this this piece, for instance, like uh, a landscape, just a bland landscape that has no attachment to me whatsoever. I could probably sell it, um, and that you know could pay my power bill or rent or whatever. Um, and then, uh, but I think that me creating, you know, the stuff that I want to create actually like makes me more value over time. It just may not immediately pay dividends. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I, I think, I think I'll always stay true to, to like my style. I mean, I, I know I will, but what I mean is like the financial aspects, it, I wouldn't want to alter what I do. I mean, unless it was like something very specific that I would feel confident doing, but I don't think I would change it altogether just to just to make money. I would probably just work a job and then continue to make like make the art I want, yeah. you know. Um uh, Yeah. It's and, yeah, it's 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 tough for me just because um I guess like I Right now, I am kind of like, uh, <laughs> kind of like two faced with photography. Is that, um, Get that yeah. I do, you know, um, and, and they're slowly melding over time. I've just, it's going to be a few more years before I kind of understand what that really means, just because I, I really do, I like to experiment in my free time, and then a lot of times experiments end up being part of my professional work. Um, you know, so it's kind of like I go home to the lab and then come back with some new sort of technique I'm doing. That's usually how I do it. Um, like, which should I bring to market, you know, kind of thing, is is how I end up playing with it. Um, is there anything that you notice about 
yourself like a certain way you're thinking or feeling when you make when you like kind of break through or do something different or or your best work like mm-hmm. for instance if you're frustrated or um or if you're just very carefree you know for mm-hmm. me I've made a lot of a lot of things like some of the pieces that I really like has been when I'm frustrated you know yeah and not necessarily with art but maybe with life or what I'm doing in life or where I'm working or this isn't working this isn't working out the way I wanted it to or fast enough um so like I'm then I you know all the rules are all the um any kind of thoughts like that disappear and I just I don't care yeah. you know I care but it's not like um uh too worried about how it's going to turn out yeah it's usually and <laughs> it's funny it's the same way when i like play a video game even if i really want to b- beat this part i'm in it's like and i care about it i'm gonna have to try it like 50 Mess 60 it up, times yeah. but if i just like walk in and just started like you know not really caring playing with the controller i i usually i'm i'm like the guy that would just walk in pick up a controller just beat the match because i had no investment or care in it so it's like when I usually figure out, when I have like an aha moment with photography or something, it's usually when I'm not looking for an aha moment and it just kind of happens and it's like a stress-free kind of thing. So yeah, I mean, yeah. it's it's when I stress myself out is when it gets bad, when the work kind of sucks. and then Like when, when it feels forced or something? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and I've, I've spent a lot of time trying to force it. I have but, too. I mean, I'm, I'm sure most people have in whatever area of life um i try to do other things in that time you know like go somewhere drive i don't know always come back to it though well and that's i mean that's kind of what this podcast is for is that you know um there are things around photography i want to invest more in to to enrich my photography um uh, that's writing i've been writing more uh again um it's uh it's 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 one of those things that like I used to be really good about habitually writing and um, then I just totally stopped so now I just forget like I'll I'll write in the morning and then the next day I'll just like forget to even think about writing again because I've gotten so out of that loop so anytime I remember I've been sitting down writing and I've been getting um, better at doing it more regularly because I I like to write um, but my my tone in writing isn't. I don't think it's readable to people. I think I think my um, my demeanor in writing sounds different. Like it sounds exactly like how I talk, but when you read what I'm saying, I sometimes I, I feel like I sound like an asshole. And, but when you hear me talk, you're like, oh no, he didn't mean you know he didn't mean anything by that comment. But when I write it, it's like taken seriously. So I I tend to be I'm kind of uh, I I've gotten burned by making my writing public a lot uh, in the past. I've deleted more things that I've written than I've posted. I have I have three blogs that I have done that have probably a hundred posts each like there's hundreds of posts out there that I just annihilated from the face of the internet because I just was like nope well that that doesn't need to come back to you in 20 years you know. I've posted so (laughs) many things and, and deleted it um, um, you know, instantly or later down the road, I, I've definitely done that. I think it's almost like 
what we were just describing is like avoiding like what we're doing in the moment at least the thought of it like thinking yeah. about something else so you know I mean I definitely do that when I paint I have a thing I, well now I just write on the walls but you know if I have like a notebook or something uh yeah, while I'm or, or write it on the back mm-hmm. of the canvas or on the canvas um like if I have an idea or a thought um it's almost like you're kind of zoned out just thinking about every anything you know and uh not necessarily paying attention it's like going in and out of like worrying about what i'm making and uh everything else yeah different ideas um so definitely think it's healthy to branch out at least for your your creativity yeah i uh yeah and i i think too like i i see a future for myself where photography is a big part of what i'm doing but it's not necessarily like the end it's kind of the means you know um you know there's just there's all kinds of stuff I want to make I would love to like make short films or even like a documentary or something like that but I haven't I haven't gotten there yet with the the story I need to tell and and I think that's because the only story I have to tell is my story and I'm not really interested in like filming that I've done that before and it just it didn't turn out like I just I that I also deleted that off the face of the internet as well like my videos and stuff um and so part of me wants you know I I think my desire is to more um help communicate and be part of be like a small piece of a story rather than be the whole story because I don't think that that's necessarily like what I need to do you know um with photos it's easy you know photos you know I'm not I'm not that creative I'm not that smart like <laughs> I take photos of literally what's in front of me at a given time like I I my life you know that's when I'm not taking photos of other people's lives I mean I that's what's relevant them. that's like yeah. the most truth right there you know you're not like staging something setting it up exactly um, I mean there's there is a level of like staging but it is kind of a moment still like like I'll like Anna will be standing a certain way and I'll be like hey Anna move just a little bit this yeah, way yeah. and then I'll shoot it you know but yeah I mean you know I'm not like a lifestyle photographer that's like you know got the white walls and like the white bed sheets and is like posing me and my wife like hugging in bed you know or something like that like I'm not I'm not doing that kind of stuff I'm doing what's real to me and how I see it but same token like um, I think photography is the best way for me to communicate that for who I am, um, I, that's just my strength, uh, and I, I'm not as strong in writing and, and, and video, um, videoing myself, which is mainly writing, so it's pretty much writing, I'm not as strong in writing as, um, in telling a story as I am images, I can tell a story with images far better than I can tell in writing, you know what I'm saying? That's, yeah, that's what you feel confident. Yeah, exactly. Alright, here's something, um, everything we were just saying writing you know even even art photography uh there's a lot of what i do especially i I would say more so with writing um like that's not always like a hundred percent how i always think or believe i i I don't like having to explain that to people you know like that's an idea like that's a Mm -hmm. story that's a separate thing you know mm-hmm. there's always the ability to change just because i said that one thing yesterday like maybe that was a character that was yeah. made up you know or um 
or a possible way to think um, that that's just like one branch of infinite for anybody yeah. um, and I think that that can hold me back you know worrying about how other people are going to interpret it you know I may write it and have it for myself but as far as like posting it mm-hmm. um, I don't want to have to always explain myself or yeah. worry about that uh, like repercussion from that Especially, really, the main thing that, that 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 I think about the people that would do that is my family. Yeah. Like, what do you mean by this? <laughs> or, uh, yeah. why are you doing that? Why are you saying that? Um, yeah, I know what you mean. I, I 100% understand that. Because, yeah, there's, there's things I want to convey that I'm like, um, how would my mom react to that, you know? Um, yeah. Because she's she's not with me right now, so I couldn't necessarily explain it to her. Or, yeah. It's like, you know, do I have to go around explaining it to people before I post it or whatever? Um, and and that's a good... I feel like that is a good filter to run things through with some things because then you can kind of learn, eh, it's not really that good of an idea anyway, so is it worth putting that out? Or, I yeah. mean, it's so... But at the same token, too, it's like you can't... <laughs> Uh, manage you can't like micromanage what other people think about you because that's just exhausting work that adds exhaustion you know if you're just trying to like you know uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm managing myself and then I'm also gonna try to manage how these people perceive me and their thoughts and we spend so much time doing that that it really it takes like two times the energy to do one thing that's a lot (laughs) when you can just forget about all that and do something and sometimes that's bit me in the butt. Sometimes I just hit post, and the next day it's like, oh crap! I didn't, you know, you look at comments or get messages, and you're like, oh, I didn't realize I missed, I pissed that many people off by saying. Or they this. end up really liking it, and you're like, yeah, oh, that's true. It too. worked. Yeah, that's true too. <laughs> it doesn't yeah. work for me as much as <laughs> the pictures for me that tend to work more than the writing. Like I said, it's the images. Yeah, none of it is, at least for me. Uh, I mean, there's some truth in some of it, but you know, is there an absolute truth? I don't, I don't know. To, um, to me, oh, sorry. No, I was just gonna say, like, there's all in my mind. There's always the ability to change. Um, yeah. Even with you know, that's one great thing about being a human is that we have the ability to change whenever we decide to. I said before we go, do you want to like plug any of your stuff? Um, like promote it? Yeah, like, you know, your website, Instagram. Yeah, um, I mean, that's really all I have. Right now I have artwork at Barley. Um, I okay. guess that's kind of promoting them too. They let me put my artwork in there. That's a, that's it's a on place in Chattanooga. Tap House, yeah. It's, tap a, house. it's a place to get beer. They have a huge selection, like 68 taps, something a little under 70. <laughs> a lot of taps Crazy. on the wall. Um, it's on MLK very close to JJ's um, Bohemia and then um, where else do I have art I have I still have uh, some things at the airport um, oh yeah 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 you've seen that one I've seen those I need to go to Barley though and see your stuff I haven't seen those I mean I've seen yeah, those pieces Barley's probably, is really cool um, you yeah I mean you photographed at least half of them so okay <clears throat> um, I need to go there anyways let's see uh, other than that um, we're all waiting for Area 61 to open. That is going to be... It's a great location. The Weston Village where mm-hmm. y'all came the other day, last week. Um, 
So that's as far as around town right now. It's just Barley and um, the airport. And then my website is schoolfieldart.com. www. www. AOL keyword. Yeah. Colon backslash slash (laughs) HTTP. Um, And my Instagram is RH Schoolfield, the letters RH in my last name. And there's also a link on my website to my Instagram. Um, That's it. I mean, I'm always looking for for more opportunities. Um, I think Area 61 is going to be a great experience a good like a really good place to be I think it's the location um, and just the overall quality of the building is going to be good mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah that's good um, yeah so uh, that's yeah that's it and you can find me at Will Malone on Instagram willmalone.com and then yeah just go rate and subscribe to this podcast wherever um, and review it please that'd be cool if people would review it tell their friends how great it is so it becomes more valuable pick us apart yeah pick us apart argue with us tell us where we're wrong and off base mm-hmm. i would love to debate somebody about some of this stuff it'd be kind of fun you know i, w- I want some naysayers i you know yeah i want i want negative reviews only because i want i want people to like oh, get fired up about this podcast you about know art it'd be almost more interesting to get just negative reviews about it and about not like about the the content of it rather than oh the audio quality sucks or whatever no I'd rather like I want somebody to like give us a bad review because they disagreed with what we said that'd be pretty cool (laughs) that'd be more interesting to me than like oh this is great five stars you know some of it yeah yeah well yeah if it gets real you know messed (laughs) up but yeah I I mean all but that's you know is always subject to change or if somebody makes a valid point like well you know they got a point (laughs) uh yeah i'm interesting to see what's gonna happen with it for sure all right well that's all we're gonna end it now